Welcome to Podcasting Stories, insights and interviews from people just like you, using podcasts to grow their business and share their message. Podcasting Stories is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Dave Spray. Hi, this is David Spray, and welcome to another episode of Podcasting Stories. Today, I have a repeat guest, Jay Tompkins. Jay is a CPA here in Houston, and he was on the podcast a few months ago when he was considering launching a podcast. And uh, because of the experience of being on the show, he decided to launch his own podcast. And uh, this is a check-in episode to see how it's gone, lessons learned, success stories, advice he would give to people who are starting a podcast, how he's calculating ROI, etc. So this is a great episode to check back in with somebody who we talked about the idea of having their own podcast. So it's a little bit like like watching a child grow up and uh, graduate and go off on their own. So I hope you enjoy this episode. We Jay and I had a lot of fun. Hi, Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you for having me, David. Well, it's, it's my pleasure. So for those really keen listeners, they will recognize Jay's name. He was on episode 13 of Podcasting Stories. And I believe at that time, you were thinking about a podcast. Is that right? That, that sounds about right. It all happened pretty fast after that. So somewhere in there. Okay. So you're thinking about a podcast. You came on the show. You had so much fun. You just thought, I need one of these myself, right? You <laughs> thought, I need one of these podcasts myself. So you yeah. launched your podcast uh, just a while after you were on our podcast, right? I did. And so far it's gone well. The The system you've created is uh, definitely makes it easy. I'll say that. Well, that's what we always like to hear. And so what is the name of your podcast? Maverick CPA. I love the title. I love the title. How did you come up with that? Are you kind of a maverick kind of guy yourself? Yeah, you know, it stems from my childhood. Top Gun came out when I was young. And oh, uh, yeah, that was one of those things that just resonated with me. And Maverick has sort of been a, call it, I don't know if you consider it like an internet name or, a, you know, just a it wasn't really a nickname when I was a kid, but it was something I sort of gave myself as a persona, I suppose. Okay. And uh, it's just stuck all along. Even the vanity plate on my uh, current sports car is Maverick. So nice. I like it. So you decided to launch the podcast. And so I think you're four episodes in now. Yep. Is that right? And with uh, a few more that have been recorded and not yet released. And I think you're on a monthly uh, release schedule, which is what we recommend folks start with. So how's it, how's it been? Is it, is one episode enough been real overwhelming? Does it, do you think about it all month or is it pretty doable? Talk to no, me it's, it. it's definitely doable. You're right. In the very beginning, I made a list of a bunch of people and I slowly add to it. And not everyone that I've invited has elected to do it. Uh, some have completely ignored me. Others have said, well, let me think about it and so forth. So, you know, it's not as easy as just everyone you think of. So, you know, I, I keep a backlog or I try to of two or three sort of in the realm of um, going to be coming up soon. And part of that is I don't want to get too far ahead. Because right. in general, when someone records with you, they're going to want to hear themselves 
fairly right, soon. Right, right, right. So, so you know, if one or two ahead of time and so forth is, is good enough, it's not that hard to manage. I sort of just keep track of on my little list, check off who I've done and, and so forth and just invite a few more. And, you know, usually two thirds or 80% of those that I invite say yes. And then it's just become some scheduling, which generally is not that hard because there's no, like, it's not like I'm trying to do it right away, right? To right, get something right. in to, because it's got to be sent out. You know, okay. Then I'll sit there for a month or two and that's fine. And yeah, it, it's been good. Well, that's, uh, that is great. And how, how many episodes do you would you say it took before you felt pretty comfortable? Was it after just one, or did it take more than that? Maybe one or two. The, the first one that I sort of did was with you, and then I had one with another guy, John McDonough, who's been on your show, and, and mm-hmm. he's done a bunch too, so that made it a little easier, and we know each other well. So having a conversation wasn't necessarily difficult. And, and then I got into others, and it's gotten to the point now that actually I'll admit that I've gotten a little lazy in communicating to my guests, like what, like an outline or something. And, and most of mm-hmm. them ask and in the informalness of how I've been doing, it seems to have been working. I, I probably need to check myself on that one a little bit, but it's, it's, uh, it, it's going good so far. You know, I've done the same thing. I started out really scripted. I shared the script or the, not the script, but the outline with the guest in advance, asked for input, you know, if they wanted specific questions. And what I discovered was no one ever like got back to me. They never added questions. They never edited anything. So I just found that I just stopped sending it and I discovered it didn't really make much difference. Yeah, I would say if it's someone that you know fairly well, right, and you can ask the right questions, the conversation just flows, right? So it's really not that difficult to do. Now, if it's someone you didn't know very well or didn't know much about them and you needed some pre-information, that I could see. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep, that makes sense. So now that you're four episodes released and a few more in the can, as we say, how's it gone? What's, what's been the kind of the pluses? How's it compared to your expectations? Uh, gotten any clients from it? What's been your experience has been good. Those, you know, most people know of podcasts and, and are interested to be on one. So that hasn't been a big hurdle. Second has been the actual, <clears throat> the invite list or the email list of where all the, 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 the podcast goes, or, you know, says here's this one being released. I've actually gotten more feedback from people I haven't talked to in a long time than I ever would have thought. Really? Okay. Old high school friends, old clients from 10 and 15 years ago that have popped up and all of a sudden started corresponding and or have asked questions. I had one guy who, again, was a previous client of mine years ago, and I've kept up with on Facebook and so forth. He's into cars like me. And he responds like, hey, I can't find you on Spotify. And so that's when David and I figured out that until you get more than three episodes, you don't show up on Spotify. Yep. So it was sort of one of those things that, oh, well, I wouldn't have thought that, right? So then as soon as we did pop up, I sent it directly to him. So now he'll go probably listen to those episodes and how some of those people will all of a sudden email you back and go, oh, I didn't know that about you or about this or, right? So not that it's been a lot, but clearly some people who I wouldn't necessarily expect to listen to it because they're older in my past are. 
Hmm. So that, that was very interesting. And from that, Actually, one of those older clients popped up and, and asked if I provided a specific service. And we do, being part of a large firm, and, and he has now engaged us. So oh, wow. it was kind of crazy that this guy who I didn't really have a direct relationship with years and years ago was sort of ancillary, you know, just, hey, I responded, hey, can you help me with this? Oh, yes, we can. And I'm not even the one doing it. I mean, it's not what I do. And there they go. Off they go into, to, into helping him. So again, that's way unexpected from, not that I set any real expectations with this other than I'm going to give it a try and look at it from a relationship standpoint, whether mm-hmm. that's clients or centers of influences or friends, and just try to build relationships with it. This is what's some of the things that have come from it in attempting to build relationships, which has been fantastic. You know, that's so interesting because you know, you're, you're a partner with a national CPA firm and, you know, certainly the, your firm sends out periodic emails and newsletters and tax tips, right? Don't they Mm -hmm. send out those kind of things? So in theory, you could argue, oh, my, my, my contacts are already being uh, emailed periodically. You know, if they have a question about something, they'll reach out. But do you think, is it something about that the podcast is a little different than maybe they're used to receiving or is it maybe that the podcast email is just so short that it maybe is easier for people to engage or more likely to read like what uh, do you I think, think it's yeah I think it's something different right it's something different than the normal very pretty marketing thing that they may get from a and it doesn't mean the other stuff they're not reading Right. But mm-hmm. now this is something that's more engaging and it comes with information other than boring tax stuff, right. or boring financial statement stuff that they may read and understand, but they don't have any real reason to respond to most of the time. Mm-hmm. Where something like this, you know, it gets you into the more personal side of things of who I am or who a client may be and what are those various other things that people like to learn about. Right. There's a lot of people out there that just like to gain information. No matter what that information is, they may learn something about, I had one of my clients on that processes Zorba and people go, what is Zorba? And then they learn about it, right? And they Mm -hmm. think that's interesting, right? Or I would have never thought that would have happened. So it's just that different level of contact that potentially is bringing out the, maybe those older contacts that you're not normally getting with. Now, some of my other ones that I talk with on a, weekly or monthly basis. They've mentioned it too, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the surprising ones of the ones from years and years gone that you never thought you'd hear from again have now popped up. Yeah. And like, and a really fun one, that first episode that you did, that was a rebroadcast of, uh, I think an episode that I'd recorded for my podcast. One of your longtime clients is actually a former neighbor of ours and we're good friends with. And they sent an email to, I think to both of us, just saying yeah. like small world. Yeah. And, and like, and that was something that if not for the podcast, we wouldn't have, uh, that wouldn't have triangulated. Correct. Well, well, uh, David, your podcast, I know, goes way beyond what mine does currently. <laughs> so I'm going to give you credit for that one. But you're correct. You know, it's that small world mentality that people are connected in a way that you may not realize. And then what that does is that just strengthened my relationship with them. 
right? Even though they've been a client of mine and the ones we're talking about in specific, I think for 12 or 15 years, but it just strengthened it even further because they know that connection exists, right? Mm -hmm. With two people they know and or trust or understand or respect. So again, those are the things that are the stuff that you could never expect out of something like this because it's sort of unexpected or Mm -hmm. if you expected it, you're probably just going to, you know, I don't know, not get there or think it's not working because you set an expectation too high or something, you know, not reasonable. Mm-hmm. No, that, that makes sense. So what were you hoping to accomplish by having a podcast? Kind of what well, we've talked about, just a way to reach out to people periodically or or Yeah, what? and some of it is, you know, I'm a little bit different of a CPA as my podcast name, you know, represents Maverick CPA. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to do something different than most. I don't want to make this something about technical tax provisions and specific rules and that's boring, right? And if someone needs to know that, well, we can talk about that somewhere else. I want to use this as a relationship builder. And so Mm -hmm. part of it was I didn't set any real expectations. So maybe that made it easier that when this stuff happened, I was like, wow, that's great. And, but so really I was going to use it as a marketing tool, whether that be internal or external to existing clients or centers of influence or whatever, again, to build relationships. Because in my opinion, in my professional service world, my best clients and best environments have come from long-term relationship building. Mm-hmm. Not worried about just today, not worried about that half hour of billable time, but just building it over time and good things come. And that's what's happened over the last 20 years that I've been doing this. And uh, this is just another tool in the toolkit to help expand that as the world changes in the way we communicate and deal with each other. Mm-hmm. No, that, uh, that makes sense. So what are some of the things you enjoy about having a podcast? I think I enjoy the, forced, or I guess it's chosen to be forced, accountability to connect with people, whether that's clients or centers of influence, right? So it's making you do the business development activities you probably should be doing anyway, right? So that's good. There's an environment around that. What else I enjoy is I enjoy talking to people and learning in that same thing, right? So I get to learn even more about clients by simply asking questions that maybe I haven't asked yet, or maybe they haven't talked about. And even that one client I was talking about was Zorba. He's a fairly new client of mine. So I used it as a way to even learn more or build that relationship further. That's what I enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I echo that. I've, I find that what I enjoy most is really giving people a platform to tell their story. For sure. And, and most people, I think, that accept to be on a podcast, that's what they're looking to get out of it, too. And or I've had some financial planners on my podcast, right? They're also looking at it from a business development standpoint, which is fine. And they can take it and go use it however they want. Or having John McDonough had me on his from a CPA perspective talking about premium finance, right? So Mm -hmm. same idea. He can now use it to send to somebody, go, hey, go listen to this. This might help you understand this very unique thing that I do. And coming from a third party that's not somehow tied to the insurance business, for example. So, you know, there's lots of ways people can use it and it can be, you know, very useful to them. 
Yep, I agree. So we've talked about you've gotten some clients from it. You've it's kind of forced you or reinforced the need for regular outbound communication as part of your business development efforts. What other benefits have you enjoyed? Hmm. You know, I, that it's still fairly early that I've seen anyway, but I enjoy the process. The system you guys have built makes it easy. It's easy for me, the producer, so to speak, and the guest and to log into the system and, and do it. You know, some people have asked about video, which I know we don't do, and I can understand why. And I think that's coming at some point if you want it mm-hmm. to be, you mm-hmm. know, if you wanted to tie it to a YouTube video or channel. So I think that's something that may come in the future. But I also think a lot of people use these podcasts to listen to while they're driving and so forth. So video isn't as important. And it comes, of course, with a whole nother level of maybe people have to put pants on to come sure, to the podcast. So sure, sure. <laughs> that could change some things. But, you know, uh, really just the additional communication in a different method that clearly seems to be working in the short period of time that I've been doing it. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I know trying to measure the ROI of marketing can be difficult or impossible. How now the fact you have a client from this makes a, uh, or, or some clients makes it a little easier, right? Cause you, at the end of the year, you could, you know, kind of calculate all the revenue and compare it to what the podcast cost and, you do an ROI assessment. But if you're not able to make it that precise, when you get to the end of the first year, how will you decide if it was worth it? So for me, I look at it this way. If I was to spend a few hours a month randomly going to networking events, would I have the same reach to a group of people? Probably not. And to be honest, of the 12 I'll do in a year, and let's say half of those are with clients, I've now built a relationship stronger with most of them, probably not initially all of them. And therefore, when they need something in the future, even beyond what I'm currently doing, they're going to call me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that's the case. I, I, I had a recent client that not because of this, but they've been a client of mine for 12 years. And all of a sudden called me and said, hey, I think it's time for us to start doing an audit. Great. And we propose okay. on it. Now, they haven't accepted it yet. But even still, just the fact that they'd call me, whether they think or know that I do it or the firm does it or whatever, that's not the point. The point is they call me first, be a resource, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so because of that, these are the things that it will take years to really understand and know that had an effect. The immediate benefit we've already seen from a client here and, and an old high school friend that potentially may become a client on the first episode he listened to. And right. So there are other things that may come from it right immediately. But I also think it's you need way more than 12 episodes or a year's worth of doing this to know if it's going to pay off. And and if you think you're going to tie it back to some financial metric, that's going to fail every single time, unless you get lucky mm-hmm. and happen to get some giant job out of it. Right? Sure. Because there's no way to tie the two together because there's this inherent intangible that you're building with your clients that could pay off five years from now. Right. Right. And so I wouldn't, in my mind, I'm not going to put 
a timeline on it. I'm just going to keep doing it until I feel like it becomes a waste of time. And for now, call it three or four episodes gone and I've recorded five or six. That's way too early. I mean, this has got to be a multi-year scenario to really say it's not working because theoretically it will always work. It will Mm -hmm. always work as a relationship builder. And that's why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm-hmm. To me, no. for now, I did that. That's the that's all the runway I can see. Okay, well, I I appreciate the recognition of the intangibles, which your profession is always seeking to measure everything. Right? I mean, I am a former CPA, so I can say that with all criticalness about the profession. Right? Yep. Yep. So, let's say somebody's listening. To this episode and they're thinking about starting a podcast, what advice might you give to them? Well, I would say, what are you going to use it for? Right. Make sure you have a purpose. It doesn't have to be anything real specific or tied to revenue or some sort of business development, but it needs to have some sort of purpose. Otherwise you may do a few and then realize you have no purpose. What am I doing this for? Right. And if that purpose makes sense for spending the time, which is not very much to do, Right. Mm-hmm. I might spend a full on hour and a half a month on this. And that includes the recording for 45 minutes to an hour plus doing some invites and scheduling. Right. Mm-hmm. So it takes very little time. And part of that's because of what your group does for me. Right. And, and, and so make sure you have a purpose. If you have a purpose okay. and that purpose ties to a reason why a podcast would be useful in communication, becoming an expert in your field or showing that you are an expert and and gaining that credibility, right? Those are good purposes. And I think a good benefit to the podcast, right? Especially from probably most of the people are dealing with, but that's all revolves around. What's the purpose of it? Who are you going to have on it? Think about that ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. And, And if it makes sense, if you can make a list of 15 or 20 people right away that you think would be a good guest on whatever podcast it is or whatever talking track or subject that you have going for you, well, then you probably have something that you can give it a try at and see where it goes, but got to have that purpose. Yep. I would completely agree. So uh, I can't believe how the, the time has, how quickly it's gone. I've got just a few more questions. So one here, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot, but, but be honest with me. Is there anything you wish that my team and I had done differently or were doing differently or you wish we'd do differently in the future? And please, you know, be, be completely uh, you know, forthright with me because we're always trying to uh, do a better job. I would say not that I would do it right away, but see if you can get video as an option. Okay. Right. For people who may want that, because that's maybe how they want to start. So you can do one or both, right? You could just do the audio part, but also have it tied to a YouTube channel. That wouldn't be a bad Mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Y'all's responsiveness is great. My only other thing is maybe have like a monthly tip that comes out, right? Like, hey, have you thought about doing this? Or have you done that? Right. Just to engage back with the person who's the production of the podcast as a reminder 
to keep things going. Because I remember when I first talked to you, you said, well, a lot of people don't get past, I think, would you say six podcasts was sort right. of like the glass ceiling in podcasting. Mm-hmm. And so to help people push through that, it's not that you don't communicate, but if there was kind of leading them to the water, right? Here's the next thing you should be doing or thinking about, or have you sent out three more invites or whatever, okay. as a, sort of as a reminder to keep going, right? That ah, okay. Don't get short-sighted into, well, I don't know if this is working. I haven't gotten much feedback. I don't okay. know how many people are listening to this. Because I remember I asked you in the very beginning if there was a, a way for you to tell me how many people have listened to it. You said, well, there is. But you pushed me on pause and you said, but wait, right? Don't, I don't want to share that with you because, and I understand why, because that could be a deterrent to, oh, well, three whole people listen to it, (laughs) right? That sounds bad, but it takes time to build it up. And just like with these famous YouTube stars, well, they didn't start off with a million subscribers. They start off with zero. Ten years of making video after video, having five people watch it as it built up and then gained traction. So the same applies here. Okay. So if I hear you, the couple of suggestions would be to something we are thinking about already, which is to have video as an option. And the other is something like a monthly tip. And you're talking about like for all of our podcasting clients who have podcast shows, correct? Right. And some of those tips may be irrelevant to somebody because they're already doing something, but just uh, have you done this or have you considered that or are you doing this? And and maybe there's not even 12 of them. I don't know. But I'm just as an example, I think to keep engagement so that maybe you, people don't fall off the wagon of, oh, I, I did it. Or uh, another mm-hmm. guy we both know, and I won't use his name. He, I was talking to him and he said he's already recorded like 20 episodes and mm-hmm. he's on the monthly deal. And I'm like, I think that's a little much. Yeah. Right. You need, because what's going to happen is if I interviewed with you and it's not going to come out for a year, <laughs> right? you're kind of losing its luster and, or it could be now bad information. What if in right. a year that person doesn't work there anymore or sold right. their business or whatever. So tax laws like, have changed. Yeah. So you need to either turn up how often you're sending them out to, instead of once a month, at least do twice a month. Right. Uh, or yeah, do that initially and then start to build it and be a little bit closer. Right. And I know you got excited and you know all these people and you did all these deals and that's great, but you got to match the two together. Right. You've gotten mm-hmm. sideways. And so mm-hmm. that could be a tip. Right. Or something like that. Well, no, I really appreciate that. I've written this down and I'm going to take this to uh, to my team. Those are great points and we and we appreciate it. So... I'm not sure if I told you this, but one of our clients did a live podcast event. Did I tell you about that? You did not. So one of our clients, a law firm here in Houston, and uh, they did a live event. So it was at a local country club. They had a, a room and there were maybe 100 or 150 people there at the event six or eight attorneys from the firm, you know, some clients, some centers of influence. And they had for like an hour, they had just kind of a cocktail hour. And then they had a little stage set up with two chairs and they went up and, you know, the room got kind of quiet 
And, but it was a big room. So some of the people were a hundred feet away and they were still, you know, talking softly amongst themselves. They did the interview and, and it was really a neat event. And, uh, and so like, that's the other thing we've also thought about our kind of best practices as far as sharing ideas that one client has had with kind of the rest of our clients. Would that yeah, and be I think helpful that even, also? I think that's even part of that monthly tip. Yep, have you considered yep. doing a live event? Here's the way it would work. Or mm-hmm. have you considered this? Because there could be, oh, I didn't think that was something that could work. And obviously they did it and it did work. And doesn't mean it applies to me, but maybe it would at some point. Right. No, I, I, I agree. So, so thank you. Thank you for that feedback. So now I'm going to ask you the question I've borrowed from the same law firm client of ours. Another question to put you on the spot. So we're in Texas, Tex-Mex or barbecue? Oh, that's really rough. And you know why it's rough is I'm a macro counter eater. That means anything to you. And those two things are the easiest thing to eat when you choose to eat on macros. Because you can order almost anything in quantities by ounces, specifically barbecue, right? Right. So I'm going to have to choose Tex-Mex, though, from a pure taste and environment perspective versus barbecue. Yeah, I would have to uh, agree. I had a guest on who was telling me about a, a fusion place that serves brisket tacos. Mm-hmm. And I thought, boy, that's kind of the best of both worlds right there. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. I, I've seen brisket tacos out there. I mean, even places like Chipotle now has, oh, if it's smoked something, it might be brisket that you can get. Right. So yeah, the, the cross is definitely happening probably specifically more around here than anywhere. <laughs> Well, that is great. Well, as we wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you about? No, this was great. Good catch up. Yes, it was. So, so Jay, let me just take this moment to, to thank you. We really appreciate the trust you've placed in us to uh, help you on this podcasting journey. And the feedback I get from the team is great that you're just really enjoyable to work with and you're responsive. And so anyway, I just wanted to just publicly thank you how much we enjoy working with you. Well, I appreciate it. And to be honest, had you not created this type of environment, I probably never would have really gotten into it. I've thought about it before, but I didn't have a good platform. You Mm -hmm. made that step easy. Well, that's, that was the idea. Well, hey, thanks again for coming back on and best of luck with your your next uh, four episodes and the rest of your podcast year. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. And there we have it. Another great episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at www.podcastingstories.com. This podcast is brought to you by your podcast team. If you have ever considered having your own podcast, head over to www.yourpodcast.team to learn more about how they can help you. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.